Baltimore Cajun baseball is the color analyst for Louisiana Raging Cajun baseball, former Raging Cajun catcher, host of Top's Take, owner of the Jambalaya Shop, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. They do catering, drive-through, dine-in, all that good stuff, delicious food. Brad Topham on with us now. Good morning, Brad. Man, how are you? I'm well, Scott. How are you? Good, man. You would. You, you you feeling all right? You sound a little you sound a little sad. Just... Oh no, that's just uh, <laughs> sinuses. It's nothing. It's nothing else. This, we're about to get a bunch of bad weather, I guess. Uh, I, well, you know that's not always bad for you. Uh, hopefully, the weather's good though um, this weekend because it's gonna be some baseball out of the ballpark and uh, starting against the team like UC Irvine. You know, I, I I've, I've watched UL baseball and long enough to see when they open up a series against a great team and when they open up a series this season against a team that maybe is, we'll say, below average. Um, the excitement level's always there from the fans, so they're going to be excited no matter what. But, you know, as as a former coach and a former player, is there a difference to you for the players when you're beginning the season against an opponent like the one that's coming to MLT Moorefield at Russo Park Friday? Yeah, I think you're right on target with that, Scott. See, not, you know, you're always worried about your own stuff, right? Am I, am I ready? Am I, you know, all my goals, all my hopes, all my whatever. And then you, you can kind of get in your own head, especially a game that's so built on failure. So when you have somebody else to focus on, not that that stuff goes away, but you do have to worry about one of the best relievers in the country. If you're a pitcher, they're bringing in, you know, according to D1 Baseball, three of the top 100 outfielders in the country. You know, they're a talented team, and if you're not, a, if you're a veteran, you've been around the block more than once. You realize this series—I know as crazy as it sounds—could be the difference between making a regional as an at-large and not. You know, so yeah, I, I think playing this team as opposed to I don't know um, Jackson State—it's it, a big difference. ESPN Lafayette, Brad Topham, our guest. Was there anything Coach Degg said in that conversation that stood out to you? I mean, you're on top of this stuff. You, you know this team pretty well. I think you're about to see the Degg's, uh, more of a Degg's team, right? You know, you've heard Coach Glasgow talk about when he first got here, you know, he, he went to the 8th and ninth grade class to get his kids. Coach Degg likes more Juco guys. And I think you're going to see a more athletic, more aggressive team. I think I think basically what a lot of people were expecting out the gate with Coach Deggs, you know, because of when he left, this team's going to be more fun. I hate to say it. Winning's great, but, you know, it's going to be an exciting team to watch. It's going to be fun. And I think you can hear it in Deggs' voice. You know, there's excitement to the possibilities of the, the fun, you know? Well, he, he loves to be aggressive, obviously, um, as a coach. He loves his team to be aggressive. And it's the most athletic team he's had since he's been here. And I think more than that, Brad, it seems to me that now he's got a team of alphas or guys that certainly would consider themselves to be that. Um, and, and the reason I'm bringing that up is we've seen college athletes and the college athlete in general sort of evolve over time. And I would say that, you know, at a younger generation, not to say they're not alphas out there, but I don't know that there's quite as many for whatever reason. You can point to different things in society. And I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with being, you know, more laid back, low key, whatever. Right. And that might work for some, you know, uh, some coaches, some teams. I think for a coach Degg's team and sort of the in, the inner uh, competition within a team, he wants that to be as 
as, as high as possible. And he wants the team to be as aggressive as possible. And he's written books. And we talk about the Wolfpack mentality and all that other stuff. Like, I, I'm not saying every kid that isn't there anymore that was was soft. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just telling you that now I think he's got a team that he feels like, all right, I don't <clears> – <throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna turn that knob and I'm gonna turn them up, right? I'm gonna turn up the, the volume all the way. But I'm not gonna have to do it that often because most of the time they're already gonna have the volume turned up all the way, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I think it's also fair to say that there are alphas who just aren't very overt. You know, it it's funny when you build a team, you need I guess what we saw Aaron Donald in the conference, you know, finals in football, that guy that's going to pull everybody up and people are going to listen to. But at the same time, you need that alpha that can hear that, not talk, and internalize that I am going to go do this, not I'm going to follow you and we're going to do it. So so you need both. And, you know, with, with Coach Diggs, and Scott, you're right, there's nothing wrong with anything. And guys that aren't here, it's not an insult. Look. There are some guys in the Hall of Fame or headed to the Hall of Fame that you have to put your own around and hug. You can't you can't get on. That doesn't mean they're not good players. It just they might not be the ones you want and and your philosophy and how you go about doing your business. I mean, look, you have kids, Scott, right? At some point, you may have to hug one all the time. At the other point, uh, you might have another one where hugging doesn't work. You got to punish them all the time. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. So, but you need the guys that are built around the way you want them to be built. And then your system can run how you want. And I think that's what you're getting with Dave. You're getting guys that have it. You know, it's very similar to Coach Rowe, right? So much of it's similar. Except, I guess, in Dave's mentality, it's a lot more aggressive. You know, some coaches are just, they, they have an aggressive personality. I mean, go to Lampson Park. You can find one of those there, right? But let, let me ask you this. Brad Topham, our guest, ESPN Lafayette. Do you feel like that's easier to do in in the year of our lord 2022 in a sport like baseball than other sports because i think i think when you look at at football there's so many more players now basketball there's not but in football there's so many more players right you would say eh, you, you almost need to have a coach that can sort of not try to fit a square peg in a round hole but just um you know have have equal size for the players if that makes sense we're in baseball you play right. The baseball's di- like baseball players are just. Uh, I love how you guys describe it. You're like, yeah, we're still a weird. There's just a little something off. And I know every sport's slightly different. But is that easier to do to just instead of being like, all right, I'm going to go to where you are as a coach. It's like, no, we're gonna. I, I, I want I want a certain personality, and then we're going to meet in the middle. Like I'm not going all the way over there for this to work. We gotta you gotta have a certain personality, and then I'll I'll meet you somewhere where it works. But I'm not I'm not going all the way to where you are. You know, you're, it's very different in baseball and softball. They're very similar. But, you know, as an analogy, you love I know you love basketball. You can put the greatest player on a basketball team. They have to truly mesh every time the ball is being dribbled. In baseball, we may have to mesh in the dugout, but I can do what the heck I want at the plate. You know what I mean? I'm running the bases the way I want. I'm, yeah. running, I'm getting the way I want. So it, it is very different. And in baseball, and you go and get the JUCO. You can't. You can go to JUCO all you want for college football, but there's 11 guys on the field that all have to do one job, not you know 11 jobs. Baseball, not nah, it's different. And yeah, you can change it fast. You can go to JUCO. You can get what you want specifically. It is, and it's isn't it funny though? 
we view things in baseball massively different than other sports. Very few other sports will live in the JUCO world and be highly successful. Baseball and softball might, maybe track will be the only ones. Because football and basketball, you can't live in the JUCO world. But in our sport, we can't. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Uh, Cajun pitching, I know that's going to be a big topic of conversation throughout the season and particularly this weekend, you know, who's going to start. Coach Degg said they'll, they, you know, they know, but they'll talk to the team. They'll release it later this week. I think they, they have their final interest squad tonight. But, um, you know, guys like a, a Chipper Menard, a Drew Shiflett, a Dylan Toit, regardless of what day it's on, you know, hearing Coach Deggs talk about it, it really feels like, those three guys and one or two others, they're they're going to be in the mix, and I would almost expect them to be possibly the guys this weekend. Now, who starts this weekend and who starts later in the season? That I don't think there's ever been a season, maybe maybe one or two in, in the last, I don't know, 30, 40 years, where it pretty much remained that way. It's going to look very different probably a month from now, but what do you anticipate in terms of starting pitching this weekend? Well, I would expect Shiflett, of the of the arms, Shiflett's got the most experience on this roster as far as being a star as a kid out of Texas, and he's got the stuff. And, le- and look, you saw what Spencer Arigetti, right? Spencer Arigetti had that Friday night mentality. And I actually think he had a better mentality. than He had the same passion, but he could channel it a little bit. And that, that's what you need on Friday night. You've got to have a guy that the emotions never get too big on Friday because you have a long weekend. I'm expecting Shiflett, and I love Menard because he is going to be completely different than anything else you see. And, it, you know, there is a comfort level. If you throw a bunch of righties up there throwing 88 to 92 and they all either have a slider or a breaker or something, you can kind of get comfortable in the box how you're being pitched. Shiflet's going to be ready with some movement. Menard's coming from 17 different angles from the left side. And you're back and forth. And, man, I'm telling you, when you can't get comfortable in the box with how the arm slots or how you're being pitched, it makes it difficult. I expect Shiflett. I expect Menard. And then Toy, I'm mad. It's good. You know, Scott, when I was a redshirt freshman, we went to the regional finals. That's when we lost to LSU before they won the national title before Super Regionals. We had a starting rotation that was pretty much the same all year. Gary Hart, Ben Hart, and then Javier Jesus, And we stayed healthy. And because of that, you go a really long way. So, no, but it doesn't happen very often, but I'm expecting to see at least three arms every single game. Brad Topham, our guest. Um, what, what is, this is a very general question, but, you know, to wrap up Cajun baseball talk, what is your expectation for this team? There's a lot of excitement as always, but there's a lot of newcomers, a lot of buzz, but uh, it's a long season. So what is your expectation for what this team's going to be like in a few months? My expectation is going to be high 30s and wins. My expectation, and again, I'm not. I'm taking out health. Um, my expectation is you're going to start seeing them shift. So last year, what 33 and 23, I think, when the season ended. I think you're looking at more like 37 and 20. You know that range, and it's a small difference. But what you're going to find, Scott, you see Irvine's a little bit different style, and they're really good opening. Then you got a midweek game with Southeastern. We know how hard that is. And then you go to Round Rock before a pair of the demons. Best, yeah. And yeah, and then look, Tech, Southern Miss at home, and Houston. And this, the, look, compared to what basketball and football have to go through, baseball and softball, because of what the fans have done in the sand and the facilities built, 
this is a we have tremendous home schedules. This you know look at, at a non division one a non power five. Our schedules are incredible, you know, and it's because of the fans and it's because of the facilities. So this is a very tough schedule. There's no or uh, Northern Alabama weekend sets, Houston, Southern Miss, Tech. You know, it's tough. So I think Deggs is in, and I can't say where I got it from, but I know it's an inside source from a player. They're bought in. When they walk around campus, they're bought in. The player told me that he was a marvel at Napier, and he's already seen it with Coach Dez, that when they walked around campus, when there was no coaches around, the players were actually the same. They weren't trying to get away with stuff. You know, Dex has his guys now. When they're walking around campus, they're who they're supposed to be when no one's watching. The team is bought in. You have the right mentality. And as it goes and you have those few guys that, you know, want to jump off the ship, there's not going to be anybody, any company. So I think you have a better chance of being cohesive. So the, the answer, long, short answer to your question is, what happens in the low midseason? Because you know you're going to have one and do when we play South Alabama late March, that's going to be your answer, Scott, because we play Troy before that, and South Al's coming in with one of the top pitching staffs in the nation with two damn good pitchers on Friday and Saturday night. So I think you'll know your answer mid March, and I think you're going to be. I think it's going to be a fun team. It's going to be an enjoyable team, not a maddening team, you know. ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports. Brad Topham has been our guest. Um, Top, real quick, um, you don't need to expound on it a ton. I know you, you know some guys uh, on LSU's team and you follow it. How do you think Coach Johnson is going to do in his first year with the Tigers? Swing the unmerciful hell out of the bat. Don't, don't be surprised if you win some SEC games 12 to 10. They've got good arms. They have no experience with them, and that's a tough league. Take Hitting, the over. They may be the best in the country. Take the over. Look, we don't know if Major League Baseball – you know, hopefully they work everything out, and if they don't, Brad will probably celebrate because he'll his, he'll claim that his team gets to be champs even longer. I hope Major League Baseball plays, but where I'm going with this is this thing happened. This this lockout goes on and on. Don't don't be sad because there's no baseball, man. Look at the diamond. Look at college baseball. There's some great college baseball right here in your backyard throughout the state and um, you know throughout the country, and you're going to get to see some of the best teams in the country this year play against Louisiana, including one coming in this weekend, UC Irvine, opening weekend, Rousseau Park, 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock first pitch this Friday, over on our sibling station, News Talk 96.5 KPL. I'll tell you this, something that no one else would care about except me, so you probably don't care. Deggs, I recorded that interview with him Monday. He texted me early Tuesday morning, and he was like, actually, this is my favorite Beastie Boys song. It wasn't No Sleep Till Brooklyn. It was rhyming and stealing, which makes a little more sense for Deggs because it's got the, like, when the levees break, Led Zeppelin beat, and then they go over it. So I, I wasn't surprised, but he said it, like, kind of, it kind of stuck with him. He was, he was thinking about it way too much. He's like, no, I got I to gotta, I gotta switch here. So admit, admit something to him, which means something to me and probably nobody else, Brad. I agree. And listen, don't worry about Major League Baseball not starting. If Major League Baseball doesn't start, you don't have to wait for the Mets to be a, a train wreck. Max See, Scherzer, baby. Mac, Max, right Scher- Max Scherzer all the way. It all, it, 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 on, a serious, oh, on a serious note, it really is sad. Like, the fact that, that pitchers and catchers aren't reporting for Major League Baseball and the Tyler Skagg story is front and center which is a very sad story, and you're, you're starting to see some of the darker, seedy sides of MLB. 
Um, I guess the the only for MLB the fact that that's happening, you know, shortly after the Super Bowl, and there's still some 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 football buzz. I don't know. It's not front page news, but anybody that's been following that story, it's it's sad, man. It's sad. It it's what's it's drawing a light to what's happened in the locker rooms. You've you've had pro football players on here all the time talking about the needles and everything else that are done to them. Baseball has just been in the shadows. And the bottom line, baseball is getting what they deserve in that. Football evolves. It might drive you nuts. The rules they make, basketball evolved. It might drive you nuts how they do things. But their sports are growing, and baseball is stuck in the 1950s, and certain things are coming to light. That story with Tyler Skaggs is awful, and multiple guys are coming forward with, new, with more stories. And, Scott, this, if they, somebody's going to keep the lid on it, or you're going to start to see stuff leak out about other teams throughout time. Sure. I mean, the, 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 his tragic passing has forced a spotlight on, on MLB's dark side. The government's rested. The defense is going to put up their case. Um, you know, Matt Harvey, I'm not, not a fan of him. Um, you know, but certainly enlightening some of the things he said, uh, some of the admissions he had under oath, that he was granted immunity, so he had to tell the truth with everything. But one thing he said was just, you know, guys, they know that if they don't play – Getting back to the injury thing, right? Some of it, some of it's recreational, but a lot of it is all, all, most of the drug use all kind of just goes back to the game of baseball, right? You start doing one thing because you realize I got to play. If I don't play, then I could lose my job and the, the amount of money here when you're in the majors, as opposed to somewhere else, you know, it's a short window. So <clears throat> maybe, you know, if folks are just following the story kind of on the outside and not really reading all of the testimony, you might think of it as just, oh, it's all recreational. And maybe it, it gets to that point for some of these guys, but it seems like for the most part, for a lot of them, it all starts and it's all caused by how they're dealing with the stress of Major League Baseball, which is no excuse at all. But to your point, MLB needs to not just keep this stuff in the dark. They need to actually do something about it. And hopefully this trial in, uh, in, in a lot of these headlines will force their hand and force them to, to, to make some changes that desperately need to be changed. Well, you know, the old phrase in business is deadline spurs action. In the same respect, watching somebody else, their organization get destroyed or a trainer go to jail will change your input. I mean, think about it. How many teams, not knocking the Astros, but after that scandal went down, how many owners that maybe didn't know went to their GM and go, hey, are we doing this? If we are, stop. I don't want to get caught. And I think, and if that's what it takes, so be it. The bottom line is, we all have done things, and well, I'll say we all. Most people have done things in their lives, like for their job, or I got to drive home, so I'm going to take all these drinks, these Red Bulls, and you know, doing things that maybe weren't safe because I got to get home for work tomorrow. I can't, you know, whatever. And these players are no different; that they'll risk it because they understand the reward. And honestly, Scott, there's a fear of what you will be without it. It's an addiction, even though it's an athletic part. It's still an addiction that you have you struggle to deal with as a person about your ability to cope or your ability to compete or your ability to earn a living. And it, it's just it, it's an addiction like anything else. It just happens to frame in a sports world. Brad Topham has been our guest. Listen to Top's Take Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Fridays, three to four, right here, ESPN Lafayette. You got need some tailgating food, need some dinner, need some lunch, need something catered. Check out the jambalaya shop. Uh, all kind of different, all kinds of different jambalaya. Of course, gumbo, the works. They got other stuff as well. Um, you guys going to do maybe seafood gumbo for for the Lenten season again? Is that is that a possibility, Brad? 
I'm having trouble getting, I got to get me some Delcom shrimp. I'm being honest. I'm having trouble getting locally sourced seafood with everything going, and I cannot stand Indonesian stuff that we get. We're going to have something. I know we're going to be able to get enough shrimp for jambalaya. It's about getting the good crab meat, but we'll have something. And look, um, also real quick, we I will be going in depth on LSU and UL today and on Friday to really go into you know, the season preview and really get into some of the more names and we can look forward. So that's a, if you're a Cajun LSU fan, look forward to that today and Friday. We're going to go deep on those two teams. In-depth college baseball talk for the two teams that uh, a lot of our listeners follow. And Brad Topham, color analyst for Raging Cajun Baseball. I'm looking forward to listening to it, Brad. You and I just scratched the surface. Brad's going in a lot deeper yep. on the two teams today at 3, Friday at 3 as well right here on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I will uh, I will see you either out of the ballpark or at your restaurant or in this building, but I'll be seeing you when I see you, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time. Looking forward to baseball season. Always, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. That is Brad Topham.